can go on there and uh, and hear the weekly sermons. Anybody need a card, a business card with the website on it, you're welcome. And uh, since this type of teaching is out there to the world, we invite you to at least eat a little bit from this type meal. It might catch on to you. And, and we, we invite you to do that. It's a pleasant word from the Lord. Let's go to the book of Habakkuk. It's one of the major prophets. It's right after the book of Nahum. It's in the Old Testament. <coughs> go to the front of your book because it's a hard book to find. Go to the front of your book. Use the front of your book and find Habakkuk. And, yeah, H-A-B-A-K-K, I think, K-U-K, and, uh, and make it easy on yourself, you know, make it easy on yourself. Uh, and when you get there, please say amen. The Lord has been truly good to us, and with depth riding so prevailingly to the famous, to the unfamous, to the small, to the great, to the young, the old, and these deaths that are coming forth are violent deaths. I mean, we're seeing an, 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 an upsurge in violence. And God is, death is hitting a lot of famous people right now because what God is trying to show us is that it makes no difference who you are. Your money can't save you. There is no negotiation with death. When the time comes, so shall it be. And that's a fact of life. So... It made me look at some things uh, before I get into this message, and it makes me want to thank God for allowing me to live another day. You know, because I recall times that God seemed so far away from me, although He was there all the time. And I recall the time when I flirted with death so many times. And, but God saw fit. And then when I see others who haven't done near as much, and they're gone now. Little girl, just the other day, 15 years old, the one that got shot, I died, died. That's the fifth one, just from this area around here. So death has no age on it, and we have to be very careful. But I recall the time when God, he, he reached down and he, he allowed me to search for him. So I, I sought him. I sought the Lord, and he, and, and he heard my cry. And he, like David, he brought me up out of the pit, out of the miry clay that I was in, and he set my feet upon a rock, and he, he established my goings. 
And because of that, he tells me to lift up my eyes into the hills which cometh my help. Because my help cometh from the Lord. Look, there's no other that can help us. There's no other. When we look down low on natural things, all we do is birth natural things. When we look into the spirit realm, we birth spiritual. Now, God is a spirit. We are his children. So we're a spirit. It's an eternal thing. It's not a church thing because we're the church. But it's a kingdom thing because the kingdom of God is inside of you. And that's why the church was birthed in you. Not no building, but in your soul. That's the church. The inner sanctuary of your soul is what God saved your soul. So that your soul would allow itself to be an avenue for you to go into that kingdom that God placed inside of you. And it's the kingdom where the power lies. And the reason why the church is faking the power is because the church don't understand kingdom. Every once in a while they say a kingdom move, but their, their thing of kingdom move is get your stuff or tell your neighbor. That's not kingdom, that's, that's silliness. This is serious what we're doing up in here, people. This is, do y'all understand that this, this is serious business? And we're not here to, to, to care about how many, look, if you're not for real, if you're not dedicated to the cause that God has given House of Destiny, you're in the wrong place. Because if you come here and then you're not committed, now being committed to what we do ain't got nothing to do with being here. It's about spirit. Do your spirit connect with what God is doing with us as the body of Christ. That's what it's all about. That's what it's all about. Are you connected? Because in order to connect, you got to connect in the kingdom with us. Or you'll miss the word because you won't understand it. You see, it makes no difference where you are now. You can hear the word, all you got to do is click on. You can be across the water. It don't make no difference. You can click on. And we work, we're working now to do it Television-wide, worldwide, I'm working on that right now. You see, I'm, I'm going to teach you something today about vision. I'm going to show you what vision really is. You see, as long as all you can see is natural, you'll miss it every time, Sister Eleanor. It ain't about natural. It's about spiritual. What can you see in the spirit realm? Let's go to the book. Habakkuk, are we there? The book of Habakkuk, chapter 2. The word Habakkuk means to embrace. See, the prophet had to embrace what God was showing him. You got to embrace what God's about to show you. See, you, you got to understand that the testimony of Jesus Christ is the spirit of prophecy. The book of Revelation declares. So, we have to embrace this testimony. We have to embrace the word that God is bringing to Habakkuk here. He says in chapter 2, and I'm going to read verse 1 through verse 4. And then we're going to deal with it spiritually. He said, I will stand 
upon my watch. Sabbath talk. And set upon the tower and will watch to see what he will say unto me. Man, he has said so much right there. And what I shall answer when I am reproved. The prophet had some things that had to be corrected in him, didn't he? And the Lord answered me and said, Write the vision and make it plain upon the tables that he may run that readeth it. For the vision is yet for an appointed time, but at the end it shall speak and not lie, though it tarry, he said, wait for it. A lot of us can't wait. We want it now. We got a microwave church mentality. You know, we name it and claim it, you know, and then we, you know, we, we, we sow a seed, some of us. We sow a seed, and we expect it to grow this evening. Now, what farmer do you know ever plant? You, you, you plant stuff, and I come up on a farm. When you plant that stuff, do it come up? If you plant it in the morning, do it come up that evening? You got to wait for it, don't you? That's what I thought. And you got to do some stuff in the process of waiting, don't you? All the weeds easy, or what? It's the same way, same principle. It's the same principle. See, we can take the things in the natural and see how God works in the spiritual. But we don't need to be dealing with our vision on the natural. We need to look into the natural to see what God is doing in the spirit. That's why he put it in the natural. So that we could see, because he knew most of us wouldn't be able to just to go directly into the realm of the Spirit. And I know they don't talk too much in church about going into the realm of the Spirit. By now they're hooping and hollering, you know. But this is spiritual training. This is where we dedicate ourselves to be instructed in the kingdom of God so that the power of God will flow through us. Because we're trying to get something done here in the world. He said go here into the world, not behind these walls. I'm just telling you what the books say. So, train them up and send it out. Train them up and send it out. Trust me. When they leave here, they leave here. They still catch. They, they take some of the knowledge with them. They just ain't wasn't dedicated to the accountability of it. So they say, okay, I got to get up out of here because this thing here is too, this thing here making me too responsible. See, I'm learning too much about God to fake it, to make it anymore. So I got to get back to that foolishness again before I get discovered that I'm a fake and a hypocrite. See, you're not a hypocrite because you make a mistake. You're a hypocrite because you try to hide and make everybody think. See, that's what a hypocrite is. It's a stage player. That's what the word hypocrite means, stage player. See, Just be real, you know. Just be real. That's what we teach everybody in here, right? So Habakkuk says, he says here, write it down. For the vision, he said, it will not tarry. Because he goes on and he says in verse 4, Behold, his soul which is lifted up is not upright in him. Uh-oh. Lifted up soul makes an un, uh, 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 crooked soul, one that's unrighteous. He said, but the just shall live by faith. The title of this message is that. The just shall live by faith. How? By the vision. 
the vision of God. Not the vision of man, but the vision of God. Let's look at some things here. First of all, we have to embrace this word, right? Habakkuk means to embrace. When we embrace this word, we see here that God has put in our heart to stand upon whose watch? Your own watch. See, see, yeah, you got to watch over yourself. So first of all, to keep from diluting what God is trying to do inside of us, we have to make sure that we are standing upon our own watch. And set me upon the what? Tower. Now we know that the tower represents the watchtower. And Samaria means watchtower. So what he's saying is, when I stand upon my watch, I also got to set myself in the watchtower of my soul. Because I, I, I got to be responsible for what I let come in and what I let go out. So set a watch, you know, set a watch for yourself over your soul. And he said, and will watch, what you setting a watch for? To see what God is going to say to me. Wait a minute. He says, so that I may see. I'm talking about vision now. What God is going to say to me. I thought you hear it. But he said, see what. So when God places a vision in you, the things that he say to you, you see it. That's why it's called vision. See, the problem with church folk, when God's speaking to them, they don't see it. <laughs> I think that's kind of pitiful. They don't see nothing. Without vision, the people what? So we're like a dog chasing his tail. We go back to eat cheeseburgers again. That's what we do. Because when God's speaking to us, we don't see what God is saying. The just shall live by faith. In order to see it, you've got to do it by faith. I'm going to prove it to you. I'm going to show it to you. I'm just going to try to help you this morning in your vision. Because without it, you're going to perish. That's the book. So, so if I know, if I'm the watchman over this house, and I know that you will perish, if you don't have a vision, then it's my job to try to put one in you. If you don't have a vision, you better go to looking for one from God. Not from your own self now. Come out the natural and go into the spirit. Because he says here that I need to stand upon my watch. I need to set myself in the tower. And I need to watch to see what he will say unto me. And what shall I answer when I am reproved? So after he correct me, I don't need to say nothing back to God that he said to me. Until I get corrected. Then I can talk 
to him. Until then, I need to shut up and listen. That's what he's saying, right? Ain't that what he's saying? So what God is doing here, God is speaking to the man. And, and, and what got me, or several things got me, but what got me is he said, what, so that I may see what God is saying to me. So I thought about Ray Charles, Stevie Wonder. Blind. But they can still play that. They can still write, they can still read, they can do, they can still see. So that lets me know that I got five natural senses. But for every natural sense, I got a spiritual sense. So if I can see, hear, smell, taste, and feel, I can go in the book. And I can see a spiritual counterpart to that. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. If we make Feel after him, the book of Acts. We might find him because he's never far away. Feel after him. Mm -hmm. If I, if God, when he smells that sweet savor, is pleasing to him, that, that aroma that comes up from our soul. You, you, you see what I'm doing here? If I could just touch the hem of his garment, so you can go right on down through there and you can see a counterpart with each one of them. He said, look here, I want you to put some eye salve, some of this eye salve on your eye, Revelation 3.18, so that you may see. That's a spiritual sight. So that's what Habakkuk, when he embraced this word, that's what he was saying. He said, when God speaks to me in my blindness, it's going to open up a spiritual thing in me that I can see. Called vision. Called vision. So, when you are, when you lose your sight, then your hearing kicks in to be your sight. And other aspects of the five or the other three that's still clicking because your, your, your natural eyes is gone. So now, all those other four senses kick in. They come to a heightened state so that you can do, still perform without your physical eye because you start to see with your other senses. It's the same way with your feeling or anything else, with your taste or anything else. You know, if you lose your taste, your smell will take over. And your smell will become your taste bud. See, God got it set up that way. So you see, God speaks to us from the spirit realm to give us vision. He doesn't speak to us from the natural realm. He speaks to us from the spiritual realm. Now, it may be natural, but he's still speaking spirit. Because the files of the air represents your spiritual thoughts, free, in the heavens. See, he's still speaking to you. I remember when I was in North, we, you can't see at night, but I can tell whether it's a squirrel walking or 
a rabbit or a tiger or a man. You'll learn to do that if you want to survive. And it's the same thing. It's the same thing. Same thing. You will learn to do that. And that's what he's trying to tell us here about vision. He said, and the Lord, verse 2, answered me and said, write the vision. Write it well. Make it plain upon tables. Mm-hmm. That he may run that which readeth it. Second Corinthians three two, Paul says something like, "You are the epistles written in my heart and read by all men." You see, that vision is written in the tables of your heart, and people read us, and when they read us. They read the vision that God has planted in us. You can't be faking this thing. You gotta be, I'm, you gotta be real with this. In order to get something done for God. You gotta be real. Because one thing I know about God, God don't do no shucking and jacking. God don't play. You're either gonna, you're either real or you're not. You look wrong, I'm going to spew you out. That's what he said. You ever tried to drink lukewarm coffee? Can't stand it, can you? That's the way God is about this Christian. He ready to spew us out. Well, y'all don't like me now, do you? Y'all can't get no amen now, see? See, see everything done got quiet now, see? See, it's all right as long as I'm hitting everybody up, but when I hit us, then everything gets quiet. Ain't that ironic? If ever that was a dichotomy, that one is. If ever. As long as that thing is out yonder somewhere hitting somebody, but when you paint that thing straight up, <laughs> oh, you go to getting angry and that old horn started growing out of your head and everything, but it's going to be all right before it's over with this word. It'll be done cut your horns off and your head too, if necessary. <laughs> If you got a preacher that will preach it. Look at the word. He says now, when people read what's inside of you, they're going to read that vision that God done spoke into you. You know, that vision where you go into the world, where you evangelize. You know, where you, you know, you just ain't having church, but you're doing something. See, when you're in a kingdom move, you're doing something, sister. You ain't just playing around with church. Church? Come on, man. I walk this thing in church. I'm the church. I don't wait to come. No. The church is a collective body of souls united together. That's why it's called a body. It's a living entity. It's mobilized. To do what? Come here? No. Go out there, but you come here to get instructed, not to have a good time. Am I making myself clear up in here? Do it make sense to you, church? I mean, church just ain't gonna do it. We can't bring that stuff up in here. We can't do it. It's all about the kingdom. 
everything else got to be. Everything that you thought about church, you got to drop it at HOD before you come in the door. Or you'll miss it. Because the level is totally different in the teachings. Now watch this word, and I'll prove it to you. <laughs> I've had it already. The vision, verse 3. God is saying that this vision that I'm giving you is yet for an appointed time. The vision ain't for now. He's working on us. It's for an appointed time. Watch it. Because I don't want you to grow weary in your well-doing like a lot of folks do. Look at this word. Because this God making a promise here. It's a for the vision, verse 3, Habakkuk chapter 2, verse 3, for the vision is yet for an appointed time. But at the end of what? That appointed time. Guess what? The vision going to speak. God ain't going to have to speak because the vision that God placed in you is going to manifest itself. And it's going to talk on its own. This word say here. And it ain't going to lie. Though it may tarry. Y'all see it now? It say do what? Wait. Wait for it. Don't fall off the wagon. Too many people falling off the wagon. Because they've been taught by leadership to have a Santa Claus God. And when Santa Claus don't show up on the Christmas that you think don't come down the chimney of your soul, now you hot. Now you gypsy. Instead of sitting yourself down, staying in the family, because a family that prays together stays together. You know, that's all you got to do. I understand when people have to go. Don't, I, I, I want to explain myself here. I understand when folk got to go and share themselves with other family members. I understand that. I'm not stupid. I'm talking about these gypsies. That's what I'm talking about. Them one that carrying these fleas. And then they bring them fleas up in the house that I'm over and think that I'm going to allow Fleas to come up in here. I'm not going to allow no flea to come up in. I got a dog collar. It's called a word of God. And every time I see it coming up here, I'm going to stop it. I'm just going to see how far it's going to go. And then I'll stop it. Because I don't want nothing that they doing in church to come up in here. Do you hear me? Nothing. I ain't going to have it. And I meant that. I meant it now. I won't have it. Because you're messing with my vision now. My vision ain't to have church. I told y'all that from the beginning. My, my, my vision is eternal life. The kingdom of God. That's my vision. And to go ye out there. Not to run around in here like I'm half crazy. Beat my head all up against the wall. Dirty my clothes up. It's high getting these things clean. Amen. 
school and they hollering about 75, 80 dollars for what? And then I look over there and she got about three or four dresses in there and I say, that's why. I'm going to have to start getting some of the washables. <laughs> nah, she go. <laughs> I just having some fun. But, look what he said. He said, wait for it. See, we got to learn to wait for this thing, y'all. We got to learn to wait for it now. Take your time and wait for this thing. Because, see, God done promised. First, God said, look here. I need you first. To set a watch for yourself in the watchtower of your soul. That's what I need you to do first. Where I can talk to you so when I talk to you, you can see. Because you can't see if you're down here looking at all this stuff down here. Because this stuff here is designed to keep you low. If I come up in here and teach, preach to you about your trouble. That you, look here. Come on, man. That's a social gospel. I'm not preaching that to you. I'm trying to get you out of that. I ain't trying to give you a fix. You will be dead like Michael. That's what a quick fix to do for you. You'll get too far gone in that. And you won't even know how to get out of that. Because that's what you'll be looking for all the time. Because you don't got addicted. Now once you get unaddicted to that stuff. I'm serious. We can't go back. What we doing going backwards? No man done put his hand to this kind of plow. And look back and worthy of the kingdom of God. You're not worthy of this. You're supposed to be studying to make yourself approved on the level that I'm teaching you up in here. So that if you're going to do and deal with my people, you got to give them the real thing. Because if you give them anything else, you won't be able to do that no more. You might give it one time, but you won't, you won't be able to do it no more. It's over with. You see, in order to get this kind of word, you got to put your time in. Did you hear what I say? I say capital T-I-M-E. Exclamation point. Let me give you an example. At 6.30 this morning, Brenda and I are over here, the pastor, the doctor, the author, all of that stuff, the worldwide minister, you know what I'm saying? But Dr. Manley's over here, mopping flows, setting up equipment. I ain't calling none of y'all. We over, did, what did I tell you this morning? Before anybody get in any more position, cause I'm tired of putting people in position, they don't do nothing. They're going to have to work their way. They're going to have to start from the bottom and work their way up. I meant that. Ain't no more putting nobody in no position. Oh, for what? For and I got to hold a hand? I ain't, I ain't holding no hand. You're going to get left behind. That's what's going to happen. Because when God opened up the floodgate, and he is, because it's already in the vision. All I got to do is wait for it. You better hear me. I already seen it. And done embraced it. He says here, it's for an appointed time, and at the end, it's going to speak for itself. It ain't going to lie. It ain't going And though it tarry for now, he say, wait for it, because it will what come? Surely. In other words, you can bet your life on it. 
Because the only impossible thing that God can't do is tell a lie. And if this is him speaking, he say, it shall surely come. But you got to get to work. you got to get to work. And when it comes, he said, ain't going to be no carrier. Now, if you ain't ready, and that thing open up on you, then what you going to do? What you going to do with a full house and you ain't been doing nothing with what you got? I'm just asking. I'm just asking a question. See, I, I, I'm trying to get you to understand the responsibility that comes with vision. But he said, behold, talking about these souls now. He said, behold his soul which is lifted up. See, some folk, pride will lift up when you start cutting and you start getting. He said, that kind of person, their soul ain't right. It's not a right. But they say the just shall live by what? By faith. By faith. Now, let's talk about salvation. Because what is vision? Vision is the first ingredient. Hear me good. Vision is the first ingredient that God gives a leader. Because that's the ingredient that feeds him in his desire to make the journey. Got to have vision. Got to have vision. God will speak to you like he did to Abraham, like he did to Solomon. Spoke to Solomon about two or three times in his life about the vision. Same with Abraham. Spoke to him the first time, they moved. Why do you think God going to speak to you the second time and you ain't moved when he done spoke to you the first time? See, God don't work like that. But a man's life is from here to here. He speaks to him here the vision. See what he's going to do. Now he starts walking toward the vision. God knows when to speak to him again about right here. Bang! He'll speak to him again let him know he's on the right track. You the one got to remember the vision. But see, we church folk, we think somebody's going to talk to us every day about what we're supposed to be doing. Well, if God ain't doing it, then I ain't going to do it either. You either gonna latch on and get going, or you're gonna be left behind. Cause that's what Amalek gonna do. He gonna get you because you're a straggler and you don't even know it. Done tried to tell you over and over and over and over. Get to work. If you think that you can do it on this level and drink this cup, can you drink the cup? Cause a whole lot come with drinking this cup. Including mop and flow. That alone would kill an old prideful preacher. That won't it. But if y'all were right here right now, I'd mop it right in front of you. I've done it before. I don't care. And you know what? I'm still a doctor of the faith. And a whole lot of other things. Good things. Everything about me ain't bad. I got some bad points. But I'm working on that too. But I got more good parts than bad. I bet you that. I guarantee you. One of you got any bad parts in you. He's there without sin. Let him throw the first rock. Or like I told y'all the last time, the only army that kill each other and stab each other is the Christian army. There ain't no other army where your own soldiers will kill you. <laughs> That's kind of crazy. 
That's kind of crazy. The just shall live by faith. Salvation comes with what? Vision. Did you know that? Let me prove it to you in the Word. John 3 3. Jesus talking to Nick. John 3 3, New Testament. Jesus goes on and he says, Look here, unless a man is born again, he cannot see. Sound like vision, don't it? See, salvation brings a vision with, oh, Jesus. Now, I'm wondering how many folks saved. Uh, wait a minute. An authentic conversion brings about a vision. And that vision is to see, did it say see the church or the kingdom of God? Watch out, you better watch your mouth. You're going to make somebody mad. Wait till them churchgoers hear this over their ways. Because they've been left behind and they don't even know it. And that's what's so pitiful. That's what's so pitiful. They don't even know. But you know what? It's their responsibility because God said for you to study and make yourself approved. The Lord said there was a time that I winked on your ignorance, but now I'm calling all men unto repentance. That's what the words say. In other words, they're without excuse. So you say you're saved, where your vision? Because the Bible says in John 3, 3, unless a man is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. He got to see where he's going before he can enter in. Because when you go on down there, where is it? Verse 5, they say, unless he's born of water and spirit, he can't enter in. So you got to see it first before you can enter into it. You got to see the vision. And then you got to wait, walk toward it. That's where the waiting for it comes. You got to work toward it. And then when you get there, it'll speak for itself. Well, you run up on that kingdom. It starts speaking for itself. That's why the Bible says when the anointing comes, this anointing which you've received, you won't need no man to teach you nothing. See, it's all in you. See, my job is to get you to that place. You understand what I'm trying to do to you? Ain't nowhere there where he said nothing about being born again and you can see the church. You are that. Nowhere in there. Acts 1 3 said, when Jesus was resurrected from all of his passion, which is his death, what he did was he taught his disciples on things pertaining to the kingdom of God. He didn't say nothing about teaching them, nothing about no church. Acts 1 3. Read your book. Read your book. That's exactly what the man said. Now let's take a look at this vision. Let's go over here to Matthew 19, Matthew 17, verse 9. Matthew 17, verse 9. Now I'm, I'm, I'm going to read verse 6, 7, and 9. But I'm going to go with verse 2 first because I want you to see something here. Are you there? Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. You see here Jesus being transfigured. 
after six days, the number of man six. He was transfigured. Y'all see that verse 2? Before them. Before Peter, James, and John. Peter is the hearing of the word of God. James is the will of God. And John is the grace of God. They run close with Jesus. That's his inner circle. Grace runs close with Jesus. The hearing of God's word runs close to Jesus. Because he, whatever he heard, he did. For the Father. The will of God, not my will, but thy will. James runs close with God, with Jesus. They go places that none of the rest of them couldn't go. I'm, I'm, I'm serious. He said, and was transfigured before them. And his face did shine as the sun. We know the sun is the light of God's love. And his raiment, which is his soul, was white as the light because he was pure. You see, that word transfigured means that he was metamorphosized. Y'all know what metamorphosis means? To change from one thing to another, like a caterpillar to a butterfly. Did you not know that Jesus, hear me good, you know what Jesus did right there? He changed into his man-child. He changed into his man-child right there. He metamorphosed. He did what we're waiting to do. At the resurrection. Do I make sense? Amen. Do you understand? Amen. That this thing is ain't about hype. But this thing is real. That this is a serious situation. That your soul. Is got a hidden factor in it. Like a caterpillar in a cocoon. And that thing. Is going to release itself. As a son of God. At some point in time. Do you understand, church, how serious this is? And how the leaders are destroying us? Because they ain't teaching nothing about this. And y'all paying y'all money buying red rags and green rags and snot rags and urine water, talking about it came from the Jordan. Yeah, it came from the Jordan, not his toilet. Let me just hit you home with it. All these shysters and charlatans and witchcrafters and sorcerers and witches calling themselves prophets and prophetesses. Gibbering, talking, witch language, all shabakakakata. Chanting. And then you wonder why you acting crazy. Because you've been around this too long. And then once in a while it calls you. Come here. Come out of here. God say, come out of Babylon, my people. Babylon is a false church. At some point in time you got to understand. Bible goes on to say in uh, uh, St. Matthew 17, verse 6, and he said, And when the disciples heard it, that's after he said, This is my beloved son, in whom I'm well pleased. Hear ye him. He said, And when the disciples heard it, they fell on their face and were so afraid. See, that's our problem. We scared and we down low. 
Watch what Jesus tells them. Watch what he tells them. Verse 7. And Jesus came and touched them and said, first you got to get up. Arise. And then you got to stop being scared. Stop being scared. Launch out in the deep. Stop being afraid. Stop settling for Zor when God done told the angel to tell you to go to that mountain. But you say, oh no, Lord, let me go here to this little small place called Zor. Because I don't think I'm worthy. I'm talking about Lot. So when he got over there in Zor, he didn't even stay there. He went on up in the mountain, then he went in the cave. The fool went in a cave, and that's where he really messed up. You can't see nothing in the cave. <laughs> yeah, some stuff went on. And I explain that spiritually up in here now. We explain that spiritually, what it meant. And thank God we were able to do that. Because otherwise it would have sounded perverted. But spiritually, we dealt with it and what it was. Boy, y'all working on brothers and mom. Wasn't the folk yesterday? <laughs> verse 7. We read that. Now let's come over here to verse 9. Call, I want you to see something here. Watch this. Jesus... In Matthew chapter 17, verse 9, Jesus said, And as they came down from the what? That's that high place of God. See, when you come down off that mountain where that vision is given, look what Jesus said. Jesus charged them saying, Tell the vision to who? No man. Whoa. Until what? Be risen again. In other words, you can't tell this vision, you being on the mountain of God, you can't tell this vision until the person you're trying to tell it to, the Son of God is risen in them. Do you understand what I'm saying? They'll, you'll lose them. They'll think you crazy. That's why he say don't kill no man when they came down from the mountain. See? Because when you come down from the mountain, if those you're trying to tell it to aren't resurrected in the Son of God, they ain't going to be able to reach that height of the vision that you saw, that you're trying to explain to them. And Jesus said, don't give what's holy to the dog and don't cast your pearl among the swines. That's what he said. Ain't that what he said? Yeah, that's what I said too. Acts. Let's go on. Go on to Acts 26 chapter. And we're going to wrap it up. We don't have to stay in church all day long and kill ourselves up in here. We got other things to do in the law. And some of them other things are just going home, relaxing, and loving on your wife. You know? Just being at peace. And, 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 and if you're not married, then be married to God and love on Him. Because sometimes I have to exclude her. It ain't nothing personal. But God just takes over. 
and romances my soul. And I don't want to be bothered with no earthly human being when it's like that. I'm just dead serious. Ain't nothing personal. She knows it. Ain't nothing personal. Because she's the same way. Only difference between me and her is, see, I watch and read her and know when not to come, but she don't watch and read. She just dip right on me and makes me angry sometimes. All women know how y'all are. They just come. They think they got to open the door any time. Well, wait a minute. Knock. I come in. Sometimes you need to knock. Don't they, Jane Bobo? Huh? <laughs> huh? I'm going to get me something started up in here. Yeah, buddy. Woo! Everybody. <laughs> 15, Acts 26. We're going to deal with verse 15 through 22 because there's some things here I want to show you just right quick here. It said, first of all, and I said, Who art thou, Lord? And he said, I am Jesus whom thou persecuted. This is when Paul which means restraint of the word of God. That's what Paul means. He was knocked down and restrained on the road of Damascus by the Lord from a heavenly vision, wasn't he? Talking about vision, right? Now, Damascus represents the road to light or the light of God. So he was on the road to the light because he was caught up in religion, y'all. Now, y'all know the fellow was. Verse 16 says, but rise. Here it is. Telling them to stand up again. Rise and stand upon thy feet. That's what we started out in a battle with doing. For I have appeared unto thee for this purpose. Do you think God is appearing to us up in here through these revelations? And he don't have a purpose involved in your life? A vision involved in your life? A reason? Do you think that? It says, I have appeared unto thee for this purpose. Why? To make thee a minister and a witness both of the things which thou hast seen. The heavenly vision is what he saw. And of those things in which I will appear unto thee. See, he's going to show him some things. See, the vision is going to speak for itself in a minute. Delivering thee from the people. See, first thing God got to do is deliver you from church. <laughs> I'm going to walk around glory. I'm going to walk over there. See, that's the first thing God got to do is deliver you from the people. Because he ain't talking about Gentiles. I'm going to prove that to you in a minute. He's talking about church folk. You need to get delivered from church. That's what you need to get delivered from. If you ever get delivered from church, then God can do something to you. But if you don't never get delivered from church, you ain't going to never be nothing but a drawback to God. Because every time God try to take you forward, you're going to say, no, I do not want to go that way. What did he tell the wild men? Don't go back and do that through Herod. Don't go that way. Go into your own country. By way of your own country. In other words, Herod, now he had that old form of godliness, but denied the power that was. That's what Herod means. See, he, he was a fake. <laughs> he was. He was a fake. Verse 17 says, Delivering thee from the people 
And from the who? Didn't I tell you? The Gentiles didn't, didn't know God. The heathen. But first, I got to do, you know, so it seemed to me like church folk can do you more harm. If he got to deliver you from church folk first, the people, seem like they can, didn't I tell you that church folk is the only one that'll kill their own soldiers? Ain't that insanity? And after he deliver you from church folk, then he'll deliver you from the Gentiles, the heathen. Unto whom now I send thee. See, what he do? He deliver you from it so that you can go back to him and tell him, look at here, come out of Babylon, my people. You don't go up in that place and come back with that same crazy stuff that they doing. Come on, people. You, if you're going to go in there, you need to come up in there with a word from the Lord. And you need to speak a word from the Lord. in them people and say, look here, this ain't what the Bible says. And then if they don't want to hear it, then, mm, mm, And go on about your business. But you ain't supposed to come up in there and bring them kicks up in there. Amen. I'm cutting up in here this morning. I'm killing it. I'm killing it. I'll stomp it out. So that would destroy us. That's why them folk, they come for a little while and they leave because, see, they come with their own agendas. They do. And after they see that, hey, this and here, this thing. You see, Satan done sat, <sighs> Satan done got in the church so much that he think he just belong in there. Every time somebody start up a new congregation, he think he got a seat up in there. Well, he does. The Bible says he does. But he don't have to sit in. Kick him out. Keep kicking him out. Kick him out. You can't let that, you can't let it happen. I know it's tight up in here, but I'm supposed to be tight. I got to cut some things out. I cut it out from the get. If you see a weed, pull it up. Don't wait for it to grow. Pull it up. Because y'all know the rules. It ain't like you don't know the rules. But you're just like a child. You try me anyway. And get towed up every time. Because I, I keep my belt. You don't keep getting tore up. Keep doing it. And don't stop tearing your butt up. I'm in it. I ain't gonna do it. And don't think I ain't thought about it and ask God, should I or should not I? And God say, run your house. Run your house. Don't you think I ain't searching God, don't I? Because sometimes I don't say nothing. God said, you going to say it. You wrong. And then I shut up and start saying, go on, say what you tell me. And wherever the tree falls, it lay. And that's just the way it is. It fall on me, it lay on me. Why did God deliver us from the people, those of us that's been restrained by the word of God, that's Paul. That's, we all got Paul in us if we've been straight. Every one of us got knocked down on the road to the light, Damascus. Everybody. Well, we saw a vision of the Lord. Because if we say we got vision, right? According to the Word. The Word of God says this. It says, Deliver thee from the people and from the Gentiles unto whom now I'm going to send you back to them. 
Why am I going to send you back to him? Verse 18 tells us. To open who eyes? Not for you to go there and get your eyes closed. Hold up. In other words, you got to know what you're doing when you go. Jesus, can I sit down? Just preach. To open their eyes and to turn them from darkness to light. Not you get heavy load. Heavy load. Because that's what it'll do. Be like a ping pong. You won't know what's going on. So, 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 so that's our job. We go back to open their eyes. Not to have our eyes closed. And to turn them from darkness to light. Not to have them turn us. And from power, the power of Satan unto God. See, this for all of us. It hit me first. That they may receive forgiveness of their sins. Everybody needs some of that. And inheritance among them which are sanctified by faith that is in me. There's an inheritance for you in this. Whereupon, he's talking to King Agrippa. King Agrippa means wild horse tamer. That's that wild power in us. Agrippa represents the tamer of that wild power. He said, Whereupon, O King Agrippa, I was not disobedient unto what? The heavenly vision. Paul said, I wasn't disobedient to this thing. In other words, when I saw it, first thing I did, was for three years, I believe it was. He went, where did he go to Damascus? And he hung out there for three years. He didn't go, huh, to the devil. He didn't, was it Damascus though? He didn't go, because he was on the road to Damascus when he got knocked down. In other words, he went on, he didn't go when God gave him the vision. He didn't go ask no bishop. Can I? You don't lost your mind. You know, he didn't do that. He didn't have no church at the time, so he didn't have to. You know, he 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 didn't go back to Jerusalem because you see, he had got a revelation from God. And when you get a heavenly revelation from God, see, your spiritual knowledge is going to be in line with Jesus. You see, we're all on one accord. Why? Because of where we are in the spirit. But you get a bunch of folk, church folk coming up in here and you, you things start happening, sister. Yeah, you, all kind of demons start. They start whispering, you know, and then I, that's when I pull out my machine gun. <laughs> get them up out of here. Keep a clean house. All people need to be able to come to church and, you know, be clean. Hear the word of God, you know, take correction. And let's go ahead on and let's grow in this thing. You know, we don't want all that old foolishness up in here. This is a new day. It's a new thing. And God had already declared that it would be. So, hear the word of God. The God is, he says, that I wasn't disobedient to the heavenly vision that was given unto me. I wasn't disobedient to that. In other words, I did just what Jesus told me to do. 
Jesus didn't tell me to go back over there and ask nobody. Jesus told me, look, this is what you need to do. Now that you got a revelation, ain't no need because they ain't on the mountain. So ain't no need you going back there. Tell, didn't he say tell no man the vision? Ain't that what he said? So if they, if they are not where you are, well, you know, we, we, we spend too much time planting seeds in concrete. And y'all know ain't nothing going to grow in concrete. He says so not among the thorns. Why do you think? Maybe we need to start praying before we go to sowing. And ask God, God do you, is this what you need for me to sow? My time, my life, my money. Is, is this? Because if there ain't nothing being produced in the spirit realm, not look, forget about what you see in the natural. I keep trying, I'm trying to get you away from that. The kingdom of God is spirit, and you've got to plant spiritual things in a spiritual ground. Because the ground of the kingdom is spiritual. So you've got to plant a spiritual word in the kingdom. Because it's spiritual. You can't plant a social gospel. You can't plant, or I prophesy over you that God going to do this for you, and you living like hell. I can't plant, tell your neighbor. No, you don't need to tell nobody nothing. You need to let God talk to you first, like the words say, where you can see what God is saying to you, and you don't need to say nothing back until God corrects you. Ain't that what the words say? Ain't that what it say? Well, then why we don't do that? What's the problem? It's tight up in here, ain't it, y'all? We're getting our tails whooped this morning, ain't we? Yeah, we are. Yeah, we are. We're getting our tails whooped, and guess what? Whosoever, whosoever accepts the chastisement, they'll, God accept him as a son. But if you don't accept it, if your spirit, if you lift that old spirit up in pride, you're a bastard. You ain't no son of God. Oh, we all brothers in Christ. You a lie. You ain't my brother. Who's my brother? Jesus said those that do the will of my father. That's my brother. Talking about all oh, man. All oh, man ain't your brother. You done lost your mind. What fellowship does God have with the devil? Life hell with nothing. I mean, I'm talking to myself, just I'm, I don't care. All of us. All of us gonna take this whooping. Everybody gonna get whooped today. Right after the fall. We gonna take this whooping. And we all do. Because the word of God is a, what they call it, an equal opportunity chest time. It get everybody. So we'll be real crazy when we get mad because the, the lot fall on us. But as long as it fall on somebody else, yeah, 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 we holler, amen, amen, amen. You ever happen to me? And then when soon they hit you, now you mad, you want to kill the preacher. Do <laughs> the word. I got three more verses. Verse 20 here, and I'm through. Chapter 26, Acts 26, verse 20. 
but showed first unto them. What? That heavenly vision he's talking about up here in 19, verse 20. Say, but the first thing I did was I showed unto them at, of Damascus this vision. See, the first one we got to show this to is those that can handle it. Those that have seen the light. Then from there we go to those who are in Jerusalem, which means those are in the peace of God. Then we go out throughout all the coast of Judea, which is praise. We go out revealing this heavenly vision of God to the people. First in Damascus, those that are in the light. Then in peace, those in Jerusalem. Then throughout all the coast of Judea, those that are close to praise but not in praise. See, a lot of church folk close to it, but they really ain't praising God. Because they don't understand that praising God ain't got nothing to do with you bumping your head on the floor. You ever seen them do that? Do you do that? You have done it? See, I love that girl. That girl tell the truth. That girl, please don't do it in here because it's concrete, baby. Yeah. We got a million dollar liability, but God Almighty, please don't do that to me, honey. Don't do it. <laughs> Wait a second, there's a copy. Woo! Lord, thank you, Jesus. There's a lot of us in the coast of Judea. Then after that, we got to go and tell this heavenly uh, 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 vision to those, the Gentiles. See, it's a step thing here. And what are we going to tell them all? That they should repent. Those of us in Damascus, Jerusalem, throughout all the coast of Judea and, Ju and Ju the, the land of the Gentiles, all of us got something that we need to repent for. That they should repent and turn to God and do works. Meat of repentance. In other words, we need to do what's worthy of our confession of repentance to God. Here we go. Watch what happens when you start telling the folk the truth. Verse 21. For these causes, what causes that I wasn't disobedient to the heavenly vision, but I went on and I told everybody the truth about the situation as God directed me from those in light to those in peace and on down through there to the heathen, the Gentile. He says in verse 21, For these causes, the Jews, that's them church folk, caught me where? Where's the temple? Ain't that what the temple of God is? Religion. That old Jew spirit in you? Religious spirit. Every time you try to go up in God, it'll try to keep you. Stop you. That thing will rise up in you. Take the way. <laughs> you 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 pull a gun out and start shooting up at God. That ain't the way. That ain't what my mama believed, my daddy believed. That ain't the way we were brought. Who cares? Your mama and your daddy ain't got no heaven or hell to put you in. You better go by what this thing right here says. 
And this thing here says that them Jews, when you release that heavenly vision to them, they'll try to kill you. Church folk will try to kill you. Didn't I tell you church folk will try to kill you? Because they can't stand the anointing and the power of the knowledge that comes, not through whooping and hollering, but by simply speaking the word. That's all you got to do. God's word don't need you to forcefully tell it what to do. All you need to do is release it in faith. Jesus, that's all he did. Demon be gone. <laughs> oh, demon. <laughs> oh, demon got it flopping all around the floor like church folk. See, the only thing that you see flopping around is something got a demon in it. Look, read the word. The next time somebody got to stand around you to keep you from busting your big head, just, just read the word. Because ain't nowhere in there where God going to make you be a danger to yourself. Where, where you can't even stand up and understand that I'm getting a word from God. But you so out of it and stuff that you got to have folk all around you and sheets and everything else because all your good is about to show whatever you do. Dress all up over your head. Been in there for 15 minutes. And y'all know I'm telling the truth. You know I'm telling the truth. You know I'm telling the truth. And it ain't saved none of you. It ain't done none of you no good. And they still doing it right as we speak right now. They in a frenzy. Bible say, for these causes the Jews caught me in the temple and went about to kill me. See, the one that allowed the word of God to restrain them, the spiritual word, that old religious spirit, that old spirit that you used to doing with church, it'll try to kill out that new growth in you. It'll try to stop you. Because it knows that if you are allowed if that patch is allowed to grow, then there ain't going to be no more room for it. It ain't going to have control over your life no more. Therefore, it can't tell you to get in the $100 line, the $500 line, the $1,000. Y'all, y'all better hear what I'm saying up in here. I'm be tired of people jacking you around by now. Read this word. Verse 22. And I'm closing. Having therefore obtained help of God, not a man. I continue to this day witnessing not only to the small. See, it don't make no difference how many here. I continue to this day witnessing to the small and the great. All out there in the world. Don't make no difference. Saying none other things than those which the prophets and Moses did say should come. I ain't never told nobody nothing in here except what's in this book. Everybody that come in here know that I don't let them get away with nothing. It's the book. And that's what makes most of them leave because, see, they're not used to the book. They're used to the preacher. They're lazy. They're used to the old preacher popping off at the mouth, but they ain't used to the real preacher. His word. They ain't used to that. So you start putting this on them, and they start seeing some things, and they start seeing things they don't want to see. They say, oh, no, 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 no. I can't, I don't want to see no more. I'd rather just continue 
to be wrong. Even though I know what the books say, I'm still. Even though I know the books say, if you don't have an interpreter, don't speak in tongues in the church. But I'm still gonna, I'm still gonna do it. In spite of what the Word of God said, Word of God said, shut your mouth. Unless you've got an interpreter. That's what the book says. Deep. See, people want to do, they've gone about, as the Bible says, they've gone about establishing Romans, the 10th chapter. They've gone about establishing their own righteousness. And they haven't submitted themselves to the righteousness of God. He said, my biggest desire is that the church is, might be saved. He said, because I got a, I got, I witness, I bear witness that they got a zeal for God. I bear witness that the church got a zeal for God, but not according to knowledge, he says. Then he goes on to say how they don't set up their own righteousness. In other words, I know I ain't supposed to be doing it, but I'm going to do it anyway. Well, then you just slap God in the face and say, God, I'm going to pick it. Yeah. So you, you're doing this thing your way. And you building people to do it their way or your way. So you, you, you're not building people to be obedient to God. You're building people to be obedient to what you say. And God got a problem with that. God got a problem with that. Leaders, God got a problem with that. We got to build people the way God instructions. If we're the sons of God, that word son of God means that we're builders of the family of God in the earth. That's our cause here at House of Destiny. Son means builder. Son of God means, son means builders of the family name in the earth. The family of who? God. We're sons of God. Our job, our cause, the reason that we're together is the cause of Christ. To build the family of God in the earth. No other reason. Not to have a good time. Although we have a good time. But that's not our cause. Not to raise money. That's not our cause. Although we need money to run ministry. But that's not our cause. I take up one offering. You give if you give. And lately ain't, people ain't been giving much. Because there probably ain't no job out there for them to give. But that don't stop us. Because we trust in God. Because never would I tell you to give me your light money. Because I don't get paid for this no way. Not by y'all. I get paid by God, but y'all don't pay me. I, 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 like to, I like to make that clear. I like to make that clear. God will take care of me until y'all are able to help me along the way. But it ain't time yet there. But that don't stop me from doing what I've seen God tell me to do. You go tell one of them Yahoo preachers to preach for free. You'll see. You'll see. Well, I'm through, y'all. I don't do no ethics. 
I'm sorry if y'all think I'm going to do semantics for you. I'm going to ask y'all if y'all need some prayer. I can get a prayer through if y'all just come on up here. We we all can get a prayer through in here because we got some powerful folk in here. So anybody need a, any, any, anybody?